As I've gotten older, Dennis, um, a lot of things have changed for me. My knees now make all sorts of very exciting noises whenever they're mm. uh, bent or extended. Um, but today, something really hit me that I, I just like, I can't believe how far I've come away from some of the deeply held values I had as a young child, right? Some of mm. the, some of the moral truths, like the, the, the absolute moral truths of the universe have become unraveled as I've gotten older. Um, and the one that really hit me today is that plain potato chips are actually really tasty. So what are plain potato chips, or as I would call them crisps, in Australia called? What is the default flavor? Oh, we're going to get into that. So, so well, this we, hmm, I guess this is something that I real, I should have realized we're going to have to talk about. We're going to talk about potato chip flavorings. First of all, yes, crisps for you. So over here, they're called original. Mm. Um, I believe in the UK they're called ready salted. What are they called for you? Ready salted as well. Yeah, um, ready salted. I, 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 <laughs> I'm glad they're ready. <laughs> I would be surprised if there was much difference between any Irish crisps and UK crisps, to be honest. But yes, yeah. the term ready salted does confuse me. I feels like I think it might be a shortening of already salted, which but seems to harken. How much? How much real estate do they need on on the potato chip packet? Like, how much do they? Oh no! Drop the A and the L. We don't have room for it. Like, what is this? It's not just that. sub editors. First of all, this seems to harken back to a time where you'd pull some crisps out of a packet and then sprinkle them with salt before eating, which sounds insane to me. Oh, dude! I came across these chips. Where did where did this happen? Somewhere I can't remember. I bought a packet of chips, and out of like you know, sometimes when you were a kid, when you were a kid, you buy a packet of chips and have a little thing of it, like a Tazo or like a little collectible. Out of this chip packet sure. dropped a bag of salt. And I was That's like, I'm not, re- I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put the salt on myself. What do you, what do you think this is? Did you put this in an IKEA? Is that like, what is the summer assembly yeah. required? <laughs> summer assembly required chips, man. I didn't enjoy that. But I also don't know what the phrase "ready salted" or even "already salted" conveys. That the phrase just "salted" doesn't also convey, or just salt. You know, I you, think not, salted is already okay. cheese and onioned. Well, no, the, the, you can say they have been salted rather than they are salt-flavored, because there could be a difference between those two things, I suppose. What are you... No. What are you flavoring something with to make it taste like salt? I understand. Like, chicken chicken chips or cheese and onion chips, they don't contain a lot of chicken or a yeah. lot of cheese and onion. Barbecue beef chi- crisps are often vegetarian. Like, we, like I get it. <laughs> yes. What are you salting chips with to make them taste like salt if it's not actual salt? Or salt isn't a component of the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not buying that at all. No, there's no way. (laughs) Salted chips now with no salt. That's not happening. Absolutely not. Low salt salted chips. Yeah, so ready salted is the default here. Um, And I agree with you. I've had this exact same revelation. I always thought they were garbage and boring. And then now you have them. You're like, hey. Like when I was a kid, right? Let them cook. Mum would go to mum would get that the big you know twenty four pack of those tiny bags of chips, barely a mouthful in when when you're an adult, and I'd you know I'd have a bag of chips with my lunch at school, and it was it was just plain chips, right? They're either called original or plain here, plain chips, plain salted chips, and like you'd eat them because they're still chips, but yeah. you wouldn't be happy about it, you know. Gene Keogh and Oscar Herman, they've got they've got salt and vinegar, they've got chicken. Their mum lets them have fancy flavors of chips, right? Now was your mum a ready salted gal? mostly because they're not it's not like they're cheaper really it's just was it she is it like a she preferred them or is it like a you know i want so, none of these seed oils in my son's lunch kind of vibe no it wasn't the seed oil it was actually the msg mum was super super against msg um ah. so there is there's a myth about monosodium glutamate that goes back to a uh, racist 
so-called scientific pamphlet that was produced by um, some guy, uh, some American guy, ages ago, I can't remember his name, but he he wrote this this um, so-called scientific paper about how um, how terrible MSG was for you because he once went, once went to a Chinese restaurant and then got a little bit sick afterwards. Yeah, the um, whole thing is that it gives you headaches, right? Yeah, or that it bloats you or that it does this or that. But then people talked about then it, it, this thing just caught on because yep. monosodium glutamate is, is present in Chinese food. It's present in a lot of different things. But this thing caught on about like how um, it, it yeah, can be headaches or it, it, makes, it, it, it makes children hyperactive or all these other things. It's terrible for you. It's not just present in Chinese food. It is specifically added as a condiment to like take away Chinese food. And okay. I want to clarify, it's delicious and mm. it's just, it's, it's a lateral move from salt, I would say. Uh, well, in terms yeah, of, in, sodium. Sodium's in the, in the name. Yeah. Um, it's, it's delicious. Um, very, I would highly tasty. I would highly recommend it. Um, but so that's what she was trying to jar, dodge by giving you the plain crisp because the prawn cocktail yeah, because would have no, MSG. no, the chicken. We don't have, we don't have prawn cocktail in this country. We'll, we'll, but we'll come to that. Um, no, it was in ch- like chicken flavor and all these other ones. MSG. We don't have we chicken flavor here, by the way. You saying that is very strange. To what me. you know, no. chicken flavor? I th- okay, well, so. all right, okay. So let's let's establish some common ground. Let's let's get into this, right? Okay, let's before we go any further, let's let's talk about this. Any of American listeners, by the way, I would imagine will have an infinitely more robust and deep breadth of crisps available in the land of the free than either of you or I have oh. in Australia or Ireland. Dennis, and that's the meaning of true freedom. Yeah. Forty different flavors of potato chip. But let's 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 what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth, Dennis. Mm-hmm. I'll name a, a flavor, and then you tell me whether it does or doesn't exist in Ireland. Okay. And then you name a flavor, and I'll say whether it does, does or doesn't exist in Australia. Because I thought chicken was yeah. just a given, right? So we'll start with an obvious one: salt and vinegar. Yes. Of course, we've got salt and vinegar. It's a classic. Now, what color yeah. is the salt and vinegar um, it, packet so that, in, that in depends. Ireland? So it's different for between like Tato and Walkers and stuff. But I'm going to go in my head. I would assume the salt and vinegar packet to be blue. No, no. Salt and vinegar is pink. And in mm. Australia, usefully, every single potato chip manufacturer, they obviously had a meeting, they had a summit, they came together and they're like, let's just do all like, let's not try to compete on this. We'll just put our chips in the same colored bag. Original is blue. Salt and vinegar is pink. So, original. So no, blue is blue is salt and vinegar here. I think it's the same for Walkers. The only mm. difference here is well, we'll get to the next level. Is you have cheese and onion crisps? Cheese and onion is a classic, obviously, and that I would come, say that course, is in it. No, go on. I would say that is the most popular in a sixty forty split between cheese and onion and salt and vinegar. Maybe seventy thirty. It's right but, up there. It's certainly right up there. I would call it so ubiquitous as to think that cheese. If I if I reach into a bowl of crisps at a party. Mm. And I have no idea what they are. I would wager they are cheese and onion. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think over here, I would assume probably salt and vinegar. I think that's probably a little more popular. But uh, yeah, if if I reached into an unknown an unknown flavor bag of chips and came back with cheese and onion, I wouldn't be surprised. And of course, Dennis, if I reached into a bag containing cheese and onion chips, that bag would, of course, as I'm sure you're going to agree, it would be yellow, the color nope. of cheese. Nope. It is. It is usually, I think, green. Mmm, the color of onions. Let me let me double check that. Walker's cheese and onion, I think are. No, good. no, I don't no. want you to double check. I just want you to go off the top of your head, man. How you well, remember things? Like if you're in the well, supermarket 
and you're in a rush. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is that like with Walker's crisps, which are the English ones, right? Hmm. Um, the red is ready salted and then blue, I think, is cheese and onion, I think. Something this, like none that. of this makes sense. But the problem what, is that Tato, Tato, which is the pride of our Ireland in terms of crisp making, they mm-hmm. don't have a ready salted flavor. So their default logo matching frontline piece is the red cheese and onion. That's the headline act. They don't have yes. ready. Tato doesn't have ready salted. I've never seen them. To my knowledge, they don't know. That's ridiculous. Okay. I think it's a choice. Really, that that is that is the default. Cho- they're trying to avoid that um, that PR nightmare that is amongst children of the the original flavor, the ready salted flavored. Oh, these are plain. Yeah, they don't want none of that. They yeah. don't want none of that. Smoke. They don't want any of that. No, no. All right. Um. So barbecue. Uh, I would I would call that an uncommon to use like trading card really? rarity, but yes. Okay, <laughs> it's not quite a rare, but it's an uncommon. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, that's um, in an orange bag over here. Your turn. Uh, prawn cocktail. No, I was actually, can I tell you, disgusted when I saw prawn cocktail as that's a flavor. Right. First of all, I don't like prawns. Like, I don't like eating insects and I don't like eating things that are adjacent to in- insects either. So I'm not eating prawns. I don't want to eat an invertebrate. And I definitely don't want it in a cocktail. What the hell's going on there? Well, you know what a prawn cocktail is. No, I don't know what a prawn cocktail is. All I can imagine is a martini glass filled with prawns. That is what a prawn cocktail is. Um, so what I think it is, is prawn cocktails usually have Thousand Island sauce in them. Mm. And I think these are much more to Thousand Island, closer to Thousand Island dressing flavor crisps. This is interesting because I actually had prawn cocktail one time. Megan had me try it and I was like, oh, it actually doesn't taste that bad. Because it doesn't taste like prawn. What it tastes like, Dennis, is the flavor that we have over here called light and tangy. I don't like that. What do you mean you don't like light and tangy? Would you rather... There's, no, you rather, there's, no, there's no descriptor of content there. But they're light and they're tangy. Like, I, what, what, what baffles me about prawn cocktail is I don't know that anyone would ever... Like, who would look at that and be like, mm, yes, that's delicious. I want, to, mm. I want to eat sea bugs in a glass. Like, no, that's not... And they don't even taste like the sea bug. They don't even taste like prawns, as you they say. They don't taste like prawns. That is definitely true. No, they taste they taste like light and, light and like tangy. Chips. Yeah, okay. Well, prawn cocktail. <laughs> well, would, I would you say, argue that are, are, are prawn cocktail chips are they light? Are they tangy? I would. Yeah, I would say they probably are. But I would say cheese and onion crisps or, or salt and vinegar crisps are heavy and tangy. They're heavy and tangy. They've got a lot. They got there's some heft to a salt and vinegar chip. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say prawn cocktail is much more ubiquitous. I would say here than barbecue is. So we've got um, we've got cheese and onion over here, but we also have sour cream and chives. That's another X and Y flavor that's available over here. Interesting. Are you are you, uh, are you getting up in some some sour cream and chives? So next up on the list, I would say would be sour cream and onion over here. Sour cream and onion. I think actually we're going to get that over here as well. I think. I sour also cream and I onion. would wager in a blind taste yeah. test, it would, be, it would be difficult to assess the difference between sour cream and chives and sour cream and onion at a crisp. Level. Here's something. Re- I'm looking it up. Here's something really interesting. Now, now we're getting really getting into the weeds. So Smith's, right, the, the, one of the, the chip companies over here, they have sour cream and onion. But Thins, a different brand, right, mm-hmm. they have sour cream and chives. I don't think you're going to be able to split the difference. 
Chives are just onions, really. Chives are just spiky onions. So I, I don't I would think say you, I don't actual think chives have a little bit of a different flavor to them. I don't think that's going to be replicated at a crisp level. Is the problem? No, definitely not. They haven't got quite to that. That level of no, nuance, I, w- I would no. be very, very surprised. It's, it's lost on the palate of the chip enjoyer. I can, uh, I can tell you that one. All right, 100%. I've forgotten who's who's who's. My turn. Um, it's your turn. Oh, that's good because I'm I'm now I'm now on coles.com.au trying to look at other other chip. Oh, that, that happened to me some time ago. Um, <laughs> What about like uh, buffalo? Oh, baby, I wish we had buffalo. And I'm, oh, yeah. I, I, oh, that's one of my favorite flavors of all time. Buffalo sauce. I was very disappointed, Dennis, when you told me why I like buffalo sauce so much. You should regale the uh, the listeners with this story because it's a very good one. Oh yeah, you were what the the constituent ingredients of buffalo sauce are. It is well, one it's because part- I came to you, remember? It's remember when I came to you and I was like, oh, I really like hot sauce, but my favorite hot sauce of all time is buffalo. And then you explained to me in no uncertain terms why that is. Yeah, buffalo sauce is one part Frank's Red Hot, which is like the default hot sauce, right? Yep, one part yep. melted butter. End yeah. of ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> I, was very dis- I was very disappointed to find that out. Oh, dude, I was but very disappointed. on some level, did you already know? No, no, not at all. No, 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 absolutely not. I just thought it was a type of hot sauce that was especially delicious. But I mean, that 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 sentence is true. It is a type of hot sauce that is especially delicious. But that's because you add um, you add butter to something, and usually adding butter to something usually uh, does make it taste better. I'm out. I'm out. To be honest, now we're getting into all the um, the special like um, limited time only. No, um, I have one or two flavors. Oh, actually, no, I've got another one. I've just come across this. Sweet chili sour cream. This is a newcomer to the world of potato chips in Australia. I wouldn't say it's a core, a classic flavor, um, but it is, uh, it's is—it's some, something that's sort of rising through through the ranks at the moment. Uh, what about, and this is one you tried when you were here, uh, pickled onion? Oh, I love a pickled onion chip. I do yeah. like a pickled onion chip. Now, these are yeah, never I, chips. Uh, They're usually like the puffed, you know. Um, no, I've had pickled onion chips before. I don't think I ever had them as chips here. I remember no, I remember having pickled onion chips in my mind is telling me Belgium? Maybe. I don't know if that's right. That's a very old and very dusty memory, but I remember having pickled the onion con- chips at one the con- point. The continent has some the continent has some oh. weird flavored chips, including one of my all time favorite con- uh, chips, which they have in you know in yeah. Croatia and Spain and stuff, which is paprika. Very good. Oh, paprika is a classic. Paprika. If you if you put your hand into a mystery bag of chips on the continent of Europe and and got a big handful of potato chips and stuffed them in your mouth. You've got an, the overwhelmingly likely flavor you're going to get is paprika. That that mm. I would say is the default flavor. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's the default flavor. The other one is definitely comes, the, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. It's gonna it's gonna be obvious now because I was so weird about you having um, chicken. A very popular flavor yeah. here is steak. Yes, we that, see. That's a that's a um, it's less common. Uh, that's. Well, that's like a special edition. At the moment, at Coles, half price off, uh, half price at the moment, $2.35, you can get um, pie and sauce flavored chips and Outback what, BBQ. What pie and what sauce? What are you talking about? <laughs> pie and sauce. A meat pie and tomato sauce. I need more information. Okay, okay. That's a little better. What meat? One moment, please, actually. Pray tell. Well, a, a meat, you know, a meat pie. Uh, I guess that's more of an Australian thing. Yeah, a meat pie. A pie is a very common, like, lunch item here. A, a, just a small round meat pie beef, with, like beef? it's beef, beef and gravy beef and gravy yeah so yeah. beef and gravy not meat and sauce no no there's sauce on top of the pie what's that's ketchup or like yeah, tomato, yeah, tomato sauce? sauce tomato that's sauce horrible that's horrible 
But um, there are also some other special ones. I, we tried this. Megan was very, very keen for these ones. There is red rooster flavored, um, uh, bur- like chicken burger flavored chips, for, like the officially licensed from Red Rooster, Australia's version of KFC. Well, we still have KFC, but at the Australian like fried chicken yeah, place. This is this is not like Hungry Jacks, and that Hungry Jacks is Burger King. No, no, no. Red Rooster is an Australian-owned um, competitor. I, I, I'm, I'm having a, a very uniquely Australian problem as I'm scrolling through coles.com.au, the local supermarket mm-hmm. here, uh, Dennis, trying to look for new um, chip flavours. And uh, that problem is that the results are being very heavily compromised and polluted by frozen potato products. <laughs> because, oh, because in Australia... Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah, Australia, chips. it's all chips. It's all the way down. If it's hot, the chips. If it's cold, the chips. Hot chips, cold chips. You can have there's hot, no hot chips. chips. There's no hot chips filter? No, there's no hot chips or cold chips filter. No, I guess you could maybe go like sort by... No. Temperature? I was going to say sort, <laughs> sort by temperature, you know, sort by aisle, like frozen or something. But I think we've covered off most of the big ones here. Yeah, um, I think that it's one of those things where it's one of those things where, and you eat a lot. You eat, you know, it's a very common snack growing up. Uh, you know, mm. chips and crisps and stuff. So you mm. assume a level of global ubiquity. I, I you know, yeah. I have no idea what I would find if I went to that kind of, um, you know, aisle in Shanghai, for example. Right? Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure, and as best I'm sure, it's as ubiquitous to people over there as, as ours is here. On a global scale, it's probably more ubiquitous than just a raw numbers game. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, especially um, when you start going to places like China and India, for sure. Yes, yeah, so if, 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 if I went to a snack island in New Delhi, I don't know what I'd, I don't know what I'd find. And they're weighting the global average just, exactly. just through sheer weight of numbers. Well, between the two, between China and India, that's one third of people. One in three yeah. people are Indian or Chinese. So if China and India share a common chip flavor as their default, the rest of us are stuffed. Yeah, if they're like, oh, yeah, if they're like, oh my god, you guys don't have. I'm trying to think of a weird flavor that you could possibly have that you know I would I would never think to put in the chip. Something ridiculous like chicken. You Fit, guys had yeah. chicken flavors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'd be right on board with them. I'd be right on board with that uh, that faction. Chicken chips are delicious. Uh, um, I don't know. It doesn't strike me as strange. Uh, but 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 flame grilled steak flavor chips seem fine to me. But I I, don't, I know that it's not beef. They don't taste like beef. They taste like steak chips. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like banana flavored things. Although that is a different story. It's because banana stuff that's banana flavored actually tastes like an old flavor of banana that went extinct. So that is actually how bananas used to um, used to taste. Uh, mm. Did you know this? I did. I heard this. Yeah. So like banana flavors often have that like very intense, um, like, like really sweet kind of. Um, Flavor, and that was because the gros, the gros, gros, I don't know how to pronounce. It, I think it's French, Gros Michel banana. Mm-hmm. That was the default banana around the world until a blight just knocked them out, and they're now essentially extinct. And so now it's the Cavendish banana um, that that you'll find in your supermarket. And um, uh, this is the now the default uh, banana flavor. So it's, it's hark- when you're it's eating hark- actual bananas, it's harkening back to a flavor of banana lost to the sands of time. Well, no, very much not lost to the sands of time because that is how banana-flavored stuff tastes. Yeah, I suppose. Echoes, echoes of, a for- echoes of a forgotten world. <laughs> echoes say. of a forgotten banana, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, look, we're not getting into corn chips here, are we? Because that's a whole other kettle No, of that's also much less ubiquitous here. Corn chips? Yeah, much, 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 much You less. don't have Reets, man? You're not munching on some Doritos? We have Doritos, I suppose, but that's all. They're all imports. No, man, we got CCs over here. Chili and lime CCs, get it in me, man. Oh my goodness. Do you have do you yeah. have do you have roulette Doritos? 
I think I've seen them before. The ones that it's like you don't know what flavor they're going to be. No, no, no. You get no? Um, most of the chips are just the like I think oh, the cheese yes. flavor. No, I didn't have the. I had this in America. Yeah, we don't and have it over one here. One of them it's is like, extraordinarily spicy. They yeah, like some of them are like the flame and hot ones that have just destroy you on the way in and out. Um, but then the rest are just regular. Fl- yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy them a lot. I quite like the flame and hot ones. I, I they they really get ahead of steam. These are uh, much really hotter than the flame and hot flame and hot Doritos. I think. Actual? I think I think so. Yes. I don't uh, think that's true. I think it's because you're eating them in isolation. That well, because first you're surprised, flame and hot. Yeah. That first flame and hot Dorito that blows you away, but the second one it goes down a bit smoother. There's another thing where like it's also an expectation thing. Like they do they've done like experiments where if you get people if you get people's like blindfold taste tests, like like oh mm. we're gonna give you you know um, milk three exactly three different kinds yeah. of milk um, yeah. and see if you can tell the difference between two percent and semi skimmed whatever yada yada right. Yeah. And then the third milk is orange juice. People are like, yeah. I have been poisoned and death is imminent yes. <laughs> because yes. your expectation is so wildly off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This happened to uh, this happened to Megan one time when we went to what I thought was a really, really delicious fried chicken place in Berlin. My favorite fried chicken place in the world. And they had chicken that tastes unusual, but it, like in a good way, right? Like the crispy batter stuff on it has like a little, little, little bit of zing to it, a little bit of zest. It's such a good, oh my goodness, this chicken place is so good. But Megan went in there expecting it to taste like KFC. And when it didn't, she was like, this is gross. Mm. And it wasn't gross because she's had it later with her expect- with her taste expectation changed. She was like, oh, it's actually delicious. But because she was expecting something it's an acquired and it taste. tastes like something else, she was like, oh, no, 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 this is, this is gross. Yeah. Anyway, um, before we wrap up Chip Chat, what is, Dennis, the best flavor of potato chip? From, all, from the classics. From the classics. Sour, sour cream and onion. Really? You just snapped yeah. that one straight off. Strapped it off, absolutely. I like I like a thick chip. I like a thick chip. I like a ridged chip. Yeah, you want a crinkle cut? Yep. I want a twenty. Like, no, there are some ones. I think they're McCoys here. Do mm, like mm. what they're they're like their campaign is all like man crisps for men. But oh, um, yes. yep. I do like when I bite into a, a, a crisp to be even odds if I come out with all my teeth afterwards. That's where I'm. Yeah, you, at, you, you, know? you want a little bit of danger in your uh, in your mastication of these chips. I'm chewing on that. gravel, baby. It's great. My favorite chip is probably, um, it's definitely the kettle chip style, like the one that is, um, that it's, it's tough. Me, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. You, well, I think anybody, if you eat too much, if you eat too many kettle chips, there's just the way that there's, there's just more oil in them, I think. It just, it doesn't, I don't know what it is. It doesn't have to necessarily be that brand, but that like, I don't know what they call it, like the deli style chip or like the, you know, it's the, it's the connoisseur's chip. It's got, it's got a bit more crunch. It's got a bit more, it's got some, it's got a real sense of structural integrity. You know, you could, you could, you could bang a, a nail into a wall with, uh, with one of these things. The discerning but, um, crisp, yeah. Right now, Dennis, I'm really wondering if just plain is my favorite flavor. Ugh, plain Jane. I don't care for that. No, I, that's, I'm, um, I'm getting, I, to, I mean, I had a big munch on some of these chips today and I was like, this is, I'm enjoying this. Like. Far more than I ever thought I would. Like little eight-year-old Riley would be ashamed. He'd be hanging his head in shame at uh, at just how much I was enjoying these chips. I, I could come with you on the journey that um it was that they're gone up in my estimation and they're fine. Mm. I can't mm. we're, we're, much like Sam and other things, Riley. Please don't go where I cannot follow. I don't <laughs> think I can go with you on the these okay. are the best flavor. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. Well, look, further research is required, but I can I can happily settle on salt and vinegar now like if i never ate another potato chip flavor than salt and vinegar i think i think i'd be fine okay okay yeah i don't like those either they're too they, they build up you two or three of them and it burns me 
Never the twain shall meet. But that's fine. You know what that means? You know one of the reasons I like salt and vinegar as a chip choice is because it is a very strong flavor. It's like it's like enjoying licorice. If you have licorice, if you've got a bag of salt and vinegar chips, because this is a flavor that so many people don't like, you're much less likely, Dennis, to have people try to come and eat those chips. They don't want to taste a bit of some of each. They don't want a little bit of your licorice because they don't like the flavor. So more for you. Riley, I want to talk to you about female mathematics. Or, as it has been so famously called in the last couple of weeks on, on TikTok and on a number of other establishments, girl math. Are you familiar with the phrase girl math, Riley? Right now, Dennis, all I'm doing is thinking about what I'm going to do in my post-podcast career. You're after seeing your career canceled. flash before your eyes. What are you talking about, girl so math? What do you th- oh, this is the best part. What do you think girl math is, Riley? I don't know. There are there are deep, pervasive, and very damaging stereotypes about women not being as good at mathematics as men are, which is obviously nonsense. And I'm not going to no. go anywhere near talking about something like that, other than to completely refute it. No, girl math, Riley. Uh, first of all, it's a very it's a very good name for a band, and I hope somebody has has gotten there. <clears throat> girl math is a phenomenon that's been on TikTok for a while and has been popularized. Okay. Well, this is by... why I haven't heard of it, Dennis. I'm fifty thousand years old when it yeah. comes to TikTok. Uh, it's popularized by, you might be familiar with them, New Zealand radio station FVHZM. It's two letters for radio station, guys. Well, first of all, it wouldn't be Z, it would be Z. Z. And also because Z- it's New Zealand, it would Z- be Z, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with morning presenters Fletch, Vaughn, and Haley. What does nobody on that continent have normal names? What's going no, on? No, this isn't a New Zealand thing, dude. This is, this is, this is a, a, this happens in Australia as well. Every like Hamish and Andy, the famous radio duo from Australia, they have about the normal, the most normal sounding. Hamish is not a very radio. normal name, by the way. Andy, I'll give you. Hamish is Hamish is Hamish is just a normal Scottish name. There's lots of people called Hamish over here. Name any other Hamish. Um, look, I could, but we don't have time. <laughs> look, we've got to, we've got to move on. No, like over here, they're all called like Nugget and Big Dog, or, yeah, or yeah. you know, it's it's, but it's these, all, this, all got- these are Nugget and Big Dog. These are applied to be real names. Fletch, Vaughn, and Haley are real. Fletch is really rough. It's got to be their last name has to be Fletcher or something to that effect. Almost right? certainly, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Girl Math Riley is. Oh, yeah. I have unplugged my headphones, so I am flying solo for a moment. And now Riley I can finally tell. Now I can finally on the podcast say exactly I'm what back. I think of Dennis. And I'm that back. is that I, I'm a big fan. Really, just have always really enjoyed him, his company, his perspectives. He's great. Well, anyway, say, go on, well, Dennis. Say. What are you saying? Uh, girl math, Riley, is a phenomenon yep. where you take a purchase you want to make, right? Okay. Or perhaps have already made. All right. And use wildly dishonest and circuitous mathematics to justify said purchase. So. Okay. Can you give me an example of a purchase of something you want to make or have made recently that was maybe a little indulgent just, or maybe, just, you know. Just, just one second. I do, I do want to, at this point, register a level of slight discomfort that we are gendering this um, Righty, phenomenon. The, the, movement came, the movement came with the name. It is, not to, it is not ours to rename. Okay. All right. Was this, was this movement instituted by women at the yes. very least? Yes. Well, that takes the curse off it a little bit. All right. Let's get into it. Um, so I want to buy a Steam Deck. And right, okay. It's a Here purchase, we go. This it's is a, a, this is a premium been, uh, yeah, girl math Because I, I don't need one. And I honestly, if I bought one, I don't think I'd use one. But I have a trip upcoming to the US and 
I travel overseas, I don't know, three or four times a year. So I was like, oh, think about how much fun it would be to play these games on the plane. But then I have a Switch and I have enough games on that. I don't need a Steam Deck, but... Well, here we go, here we go, here we go. How big, how big... How big is how 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 much how, how big is the purchase? How much is a Steam Deck in Australian dollars? Let, let's just call it a grand. If I'm going to get like the you have to the import one it, right? Well, no, no, no. I, like I'm going to the US. I could order oh, it yeah, and send okay. it to my friend's house and pick it up. So, so but that's all a thousand in, let's AUD, say it's a, correct? Let's say it's a thousand Australian dollars. If I'm going to get the one with all the bells and whistles. And how much is a Switch currently over here? I know you already, I know, I know you already have one. Yeah. If you were to go buy um, a Switch today, let's have a look. Actually, because I don't know. I would guess. 500 but i'll go to jb hi-fi australia's largest home retailer um and i'll have a look although you know jb hi-fi not the only place to buy this sort of stuff you could go and get it at um well dennis you could go and get it at harvey norman oh go Um, harvey go go harvey go or you could go to i don't know i don't think the good 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 guys sell switches anyway if you went to jb hi-fi a um an oled switch the new model yeah okay would cost you five hundo actually. Okay, uh, so five five fifty if you want the special, um, uh, the special Zelda version. So you've already invested five hundred dollars in the past into your portable gaming ecosystem. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but I bought the older model one when it first came out in twenty seventeen, and also yeah, bought it. But you still so 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 you're already invested. You're already invested in the system, and you're due for an upgrade. Sounds like let's okay yeah well hang on we'll, we'll, so we'll Riley, how many to begin so, with and yeah that was what six years ago okay yeah sure yeah. let's discount the price of the games for a moment um, how happy are you with your Switch purchase overall uh, I'd say above average medium yeah to pretty high. good pretty good okay yeah. and yeah, how many games okay. how many games do you have on your Switch uh, this is the like do you know what this is right this is I, I feel like I've been kidnapped and blindfolded and put into the back of a van but we're <laughs> it feels like down, to Scientology or something but, yeah. but we're no no we're driving down a road that is so familiar to me that I know that it, we are that it, it lean it leads to the edge of a cliff and we're just going to go careening <laughs> off it and there's nothing I can do to stop it I know what is happening here but for, but I just I, I'm powerless to do anything about it I just have to let this run its course so okay, Absol- you're, sorry, a, pa- you're, you're a passenger. How many games do you have in your Switch? Ballpark. I don't know, 15, 20 maybe. Okay, okay, okay. And how many... So can you open up Steam for a second, Riley, there very quickly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, it sounds like you had this one prepared. What are you doing? How are you being... Okay, yeah, I'm just... All right, getting getting logged into to, uh, to Steam mm-hmm. here. All right, all up. Um, how many games oh, no, do you have on all, Steam? It's all... It's sorted by category. How can I do this? All right, 100, 122. 122. So yeah. you were prepared to pay five hundred dollars for mm. a console that could play for you at this moment fifteen games, and you were very happy with that, right? Uh, no, I well, Dennis. In in the interest of being scrupulously honest, I paid five hundred dollars to play one game, which was <laughs> the Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild. Well, um, let's give let's give it the benefit of the doubt because not all of your Steam games are going to be Steam Deck compatible necessarily, and they're not all going to be games you're you're going to play again on the Steam on the Steam Deck. So let's let's call it fifteen. That works at thirty three dollars and thirty three cents a game, right? At five hundred dollars for that system, correct? What? Now, Riley, no, but I paid for all the games. Yeah, but you paid for all the games on Steam as well, so we'll just call that a wash. Okay, I, sorry, you, you've lost me here. What? What? How? What are we doing here? Five hundred dollars? What? Plus fifteen? Five hundred dollars? You paid five hundred dollars for a game that can, for a system that can play fifteen games in your life as it sits, correct? Yeah, but I paid way more than that because I bought all those games on on the Switch. But you also bought all the games that you have on Steam already as well. Okay, so we're cancelling them out. Yeah. 
This is getting um, dangerously close. Never mind girl maths. This is getting dangerously close to like year eight algebra maths, which I'm yeah, not enjoying. Yeah. And then, so here we go. $500 mm-hmm. for 15 games. Eight That's $33 a game. Yeah, $1,000 yeah. for 122 games, Riley. $8 a game. I don't know how so you I'm, can justify not buying the Steam Deck. So I'm, so I'm saving money. If You're I, saving money. Right. To the tune of, what was it? How much per game? $8 a game. No, 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 but what's the differential? Oh, $33 a game. So you're saving so, to the tune of, what, yeah, uh, $25 a game. So I'm saving $25 per game. If any of those games, Riley, cost less than $25, you're up money. No, but it goes. it's better than that because the if, if I'm saving $25 per game and I've got 120 games in my Steam library, I'm saving, I'm making $3,000 according to your maths. That's a three to one return on your Steam Deck. Girl math. There it is. That's how it works. It's magical. Still, still super not comfortable with the name. But okay, so all of a sudden now I'm looking at one of the most attractive financial prospects that I've ever come across in actually exactly. making money from buying a needless luxury purchase. So on the radio show that has sort of catapulted girl math into the into the zeitgeist, um, the people call in um, and say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I've already bought this thing. I'm going to buy this thing." And they do the the thought experiment you and I just did, where you use nonsense, absolute, you know, wild equivalencies to justify. Yeah. And the goal is to get a purchase loan up that it's quote unquote basically free. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. what we yeah. did today with the Steam Deck, the, the Holy Grail, is you're making money by purchasing. You're actually making money off the purchase. So yeah. one one woman dialed in and was like, "Ooh, I want to get hair extensions for my um for my wedding." Um, but yeah. you know, it's 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 really expensive to do that. Yada yada. And the two routes they went were one, they started calculating the cost per hair, which becomes very negligible very quickly. And oh, second, on a per oh, yeah, on a per hair basis, like there are what yeah. how many thousands of strands of hair? So if you're looking at doing them individually, exactly. Yeah, and, it, it, it's, and it's a rounding error. The other route they went, they were like, well, how much does the wedding cost? And she was like, oh, I don't know, $20,000 or whatever. I okay. think it was more, actually. And she was 20, like, 20000 okay. New Zealand dollars? Yeah. Jeez, I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised they even found uh, that they'd pay for, what, a half a barn and a, a couple of salada biscuits for the cake, but go on. Maybe, maybe it was substantially more than that. Anyway, <clears throat> the point being that if she no, didn't Dennis, get the it's, hair it's extensions. Just, the reason I got it, it's just as, as a, you know, as a proud practitioner of the Australian dollar, there aren't many other currencies that I can actually go after. Um, the New Zealand dollar is one of the very few currencies that it, you know in in the um, in, in the list of nations that it's that it's acceptable to make fun of for these sorts of things. The New Zealand dollar is um, one of the very few nations that has a weaker currency than us. Also, in the same order of magnitude, like a yen is weaker than an Australian dollar, but you're not really comparing apples to apples there. Yeah, we could go after the Danes because it costs yeah. them thousands and thousands of krona to buy anything. But yeah, that's but um, again, yeah, the salaries change that maths. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So go on. Sorry. So the one route is try to justify the hair extensions on a per hair basis. The other route yeah, yeah. is, and this is my preferred route, I, I, so the sort of the more jazz approach to the mathematics portion is if you don't get the hair extensions, you will not like the way you look on your wedding day. You will not like the way you look in your wedding photos. It'll breed resentment in your marriage. And mm. you will either have to get a divorce, very costly, or at best have to redo the wedding, Right. So if your if your wedding's costing you twenty thousand dollars, let's say it's probably more, but let's call it twenty thousand dollars, and your extensions are six hundred, the extensions' actual practical cost is negative nineteen thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have to you have to snap that up. Yeah, another it's another just good investment, just good business sense at that point. I understand. Yeah, 
another person called in and asking like one because they wanted to buy satin sheets so they're trying to look up the wholesale oh, price of no, buying stop, satin stop, by the stop. yard in Dennis, new zealand and trying to stop, figure that out mate i'm gonna before we have any further discussions about satin sheets i'm gonna have to get into this properly in a, in a future episode but i i need to go firmly on the record bugger satin bugger cotton linen sheets linen? dude you gotta get on linen sheets man you gotta get on linen sheets oh my goodness game changer anyway so she's looking at she's looking at that, wholesale but, prices of satin yeah and, and she's realized then that the company the, the the price of satin if you were to just purchase the material is pretty flat to the price of the sheets mm-hmm. so she's like the company isn't marking it up at all you're taking them for a ride you gotta snap this uh, deal up yeah. before they fix the price <laughs> <laughs> you're taking advantage of a corporation now all of a sudden that's an added bonus an added incentive that's going to get someone across the line for sure exactly so i, I mean this uh, look basically this is a it's i think it's just a, a funny mimi way to incentivize people to justify its purchases on themselves um which i'm all for you've you've been with if you, you've been to me with the shop i've tried to bully you into buying this exact steam deck before but with the power this, of girl math i think we might have gotten over the line but th- this is what happened we were when i was at your place the other week when we were chatting about me wanting to buy a steam deck you were being like you were so aggressively in favor of me buying one that at one point i stopped and i turned to you and like what do you get out of this are you like? Are you invested? In, like, are you are you a, are you a board member of Valve? Like, what do you? Why do you want me to buy this so much? I don't know. I just want you to be happy. I I feel like there's something more sinister going on with this. Let's use let's, coup- let's, coup- coupon code Stranyak. No, no, no. <laughs> let's let's, let's get into this because you know, as 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 you know, as the old saying goes, this is something that you should really always keep in mind in situations like this. Who benefits? Where does the money go? Let's follow the money here. So we've got a tin pot radio station in New Zealand advocating uh-huh. for this phenomenon, girl math, right, in order to justify people making purchases that are broadly speaking needless, right? Fli- we progressed from girl math purchases. to girl conspiracy theory here now, I think. Why is it, right, that in a period of growing cost of livings, people being pinched by inflation, rising interest rates and all the rest of it, why all of a sudden is there this seemingly out of nowhere global trend on one of the world's most popular social media networks to get out and spend more money why is this happening the timing is awfully convenient wouldn't you say dennis i would say in a time of you know more stranger spending and tighter pockets that um it's a fun way or a more socially acceptable breezy way for Mm. people to be able to discuss not really being able to afford the things they want more deflection. More deflection from Dennis, the rusted-on consumerist, the f- the friend of the uh, of the fat cats, Dennis, who wants you to go out and spend, spend, spend. I think so. I mean, right, I'm going to send you some very interesting articles on trickle-down economics. We have a moment. <laughs> we're still waiting. Dennis, we're still waiting here, desperately. Our the trickles are coming. It's been 50 oh, years, and the trickles are coming. No, 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 any no, day no, now. But- any day now, any day now, those trickles, those trickles are going to be a deluge by uh, by the time they arrive to us. Don't worry, don't you worry about that. Um, I don't want to go too deep on it, but I do think there is a level of harm being done by this sort of thinking, especially if it's convincing people to spend money that they don't have or shouldn't be spending. But it is also kind of funny. I do enjoy the nonsense part of it. I do enjoy the. It's a fine oh, line. Per game, you're you're making money if you buy these things. Per hair, it's a negligible. Uh, 
I'll I'll level with you. The girl math we did for your Steam Deck is some of the most reasonable I've seen. That you could make some pretty wild, like the fact that, like, I love the like, you know, you'll have to have another wedding because of the shame you will feel at your hair and not having proper extensions. Ergo, negative twenty grand. Yeah, that one, that one really, really went off the rails. I'm gonna have to start rationalizing. Like, I recently bought a uh, a beach umbrella. Um, we looked at it online. Now, color isn't my area of expertise, Dennis, as you know, I'm colorblind. Um, mm-hmm. but Megan signed off on the color. She liked the color. Uh, and then it turned up and it didn't look, even I could tell it looked nothing like the color that was on the website. And then we go back to the website to confirm. And on the website, it says color may vary from actual, like actual product mm-hmm. color may vary from the, from the, so we were like, oh, well, they've, they've got us. Hook, line and sinker. They've absolutely got us. They've done us here. So now we're like, do we buy another umbrella? Dennis, let's, um, let's get into it. Do I have to buy another umbrella, one that's actually going to match the color that we wanted in the first place? So hang on, the top of the my I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the other direction here. So the this is the top of the umbrella is this color. This is a, a parasol, right? Uh, it's like a beach umbrella, yeah. So it's an umbrella yeah. that you go and like you you screw into the sand when you go to the beach. To, yeah, and then uh, you, and then and then yeah. and then what do you do? You screw into the sand, you open it up, and then what? And then you sit underneath it if you don't. So what's the, in what, the sun. so why does so why does the color matter? Oh, that is that is a Megan question, not a Riley question. That is color um, you are presenting to Helios in this case. You know, yeah. you don't need <laughs> well, to, that color is for him. It ain't no, for you, buddy. Yeah. Is the underside is the is the underside of the umbrella even colored? I think you can see the stripes through. It's striped, and I think you can see the stripes through it. Yeah. So yes, no. I'm so well. well you're, you're not going to be looking, looking up the umbrella. Not, you can see it. No, but you're not going to be looking up at the umbrella. You're going to be looking out to talk to your friends, to to look at the sea, to read a book. Yeah. You don't you, okay. you, you don't set up an umbrella and then lie on your back staring into the sun through it. Oh, that's okay. No, so now Dennis is trying to uh, cover his tracks here. A bit of a smoke screen here. He's all of a sudden gone all anti-consumerist, buying for life. We've hit the we've hit the darker side of growth. Sometimes you shouldn't buy anything. <laughs> Sometimes you shouldn't buy it. No, I think we're going to put up with it. To be honest, I think we're going to put it. I, up would, I think that's the right move. My level of indifference, Dennis, is is rather high, I would say, and I would say Megan's Megan's level of uh, frustration is uh, ah, much much like the the cost of individual hair extensions. It it, it rounds down to zero. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode, and hey, if you haven't doesn't matter the the download numbers show up all the same so whatever suckers but if you did enjoy this show please tell your friends about it and uh, look tell people that aren't your friends tell acquaintances and even your enemies again the downloads show up all the same uh and if you want to support the show if you really like the show this much you can uh, support us on patreon patreon.com slash have a listen to this you get access to uh behind the scenes stuff early early access to episodes all sorts of things uh we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 